Open enrollment takes place October 22nd through November 9th. Employees are encouraged to review their insurance-related benefits options and make changes before the deadline. It's Tuesday, October 30th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. In the second of a two-part series, Lisa Carter continues her conversation with Abby Clifton, Benefits Manager, to talk in more detail about the new options employees have for 2019. So Abby, let's talk more about the new options employees have this year that you mentioned earlier in our conversation. Tell us more about the high deductible plan and why is this being added? It sounds like it's a pretty different type of plan than we've had before. Yes, it is very different. So traditionally, we have had a PPO model, and most of our population does participate within the OHSU PPO or the regional medical home. So with a PPO, you are going to have an individual deductible and then a family deductible. So I'll use my family as an example. I have three children that I cover under the plan. So we have employee plus children. I can fulfill a $350 deductible and immediately start receiving the coinsurance. That means the plan is going to pay for 80% of my expenses if there's no copay allowed. My children then can either one can meet a $350 deductible or all three can combine to hit that $1,050 deductible as a whole as for the family so that everybody is getting that coinsurance. With a high deductible plan, our deductibles are going to be $1,500 for an employee-only plan or $3,000 for the family plan. With me and the children, that means that it could be one of us or all four of us that are going to hit that $3,000 deductible before the plan starts to pay anything. And this includes our prescription cost. So if we have a bunch of prescriptions that we are going to get filled, that means that we're going to pay that full cost until we hit the $3,000 family deductible. So that is quite a difference, 350 versus, you said 1500? 1500 for the employee only plan or 3000 for the family. So, so who should consider the high deductible plan? Who really benefits from it with that much of a difference in deductible amounts? That really depends on each person's individual situation. It's a great option for some, but it is not a great option for others. I recommend that anybody who is considering to taking this to really look at their personal financial situation and their risk tolerance before you make the decision to join the plan. So for example, if I decide to sign up with my three children, I need to make sure that I have $3,000 in case January 15th, they end up in the emergency room and we have to pay everything out of pocket. So that's a really good point. Uh, I could see someone saying, well, I don't go to the doctor all that much during the year. I don't really have ongoing prescriptions. Seems like this might be a good plan for me because I probably would never hit that deductible. But then the unexpected happens. So what do you recommend in terms of people weighing that decision? You know, this plan can work really well for somebody who maybe doesn't go to the doctor very often or doesn't have any kind of continuing 
um, prescriptions because with somebody selects the high deductible with HSA plan, OHSU is going to be contributing to an HSA on your behalf. We're going to put in $500 for somebody who takes the employee-only plan, and we'll put in $1,000 for somebody who takes the family plan. Now, that contribution is made on a per-pay period cycle, so you don't get that full $500 or $1,000 on January 1st. It will build slowly throughout the year. But if you don't have to go to the doctor, then you can really build up quite a bit of money in your HSA, which then you can save and use for future expenses. So if someone maybe felt like this year or in the next few years, they weren't anticipating high medical costs, but were anticipating those at some point in the future, maybe as they get older or as they start a family, the health savings account is a way to put aside money specifically for those future expenses. Yes, absolutely. So in addition to what OHSU is going to contribute, the employee can contribute money as well. So the IRS maximums for those accounts for 2019 is going to be $3,500 for an employee only or $7,000 for a family. That includes what OHSU will contribute. If you're over the age of 55, you can also do an additional $1,000 catch-up throughout the year. So what you tend to see in the marketplace is it could be somebody that is young, doesn't really have a lot of expenses, they just want to put money away to help pay for a future health expense, so they're going to build up their HSA balance. You also see this as people are getting ready to retire because they're going to start trying to get as much money into their HSA as possible before they hit Medicare eligibility because you can use HSA funds to pay for Medicare expenses. That seems like an excellent option. Are there other things about the plan that employees should be aware of that are different? Yes, there are different rules with the high deductible health plan. So with a PPO, it's very easy to have double coverage. So I could have coverage under a PPO and I could cover my husband under this plan and then he could also pick up coverage through his employer for a PPO. With a high deductible plan, if you are gonna set up double coverage, you have to be covered by two qualified high deductible plans. So I can't cover my entire family under our high deductible contribute to an HSA at the full family amount and then have my husband enroll into a PPO through his employer. That will produce some tax implications at the end of the year. A couple of other differences, just how the deductible works with certain benefits. So 2018 is the first year that we have offered a fertility benefit. We offer $5,000 of lifetime coverage and you don't have to pay anything towards your deductible in order to access that coverage. Now with a high deductible plan, you have to meet your deductible before you can access that $5,000 benefit. The only time with a high deductible plan that you do not have to meet your deductible before the plan pays is if you're having your wellness visit. So preventive care basically is 100% covered. Yes. Without meeting the deductible. That is the only coverage. Okay. How might someone make a determination as to whether this is really the best plan for them or not? OHSU is offering a brand new tool called Alex, and Alex is an AI that is going to help everybody figure out which plan works best for them. The link is available on the O2, and it's also available through the enrollment portal right now. When you go to Alex, you're going to enter a few personal details about yourself, and then he is going to walk you through different scenarios, best case scenario and worst case scenario, of what your financial impact could be for each plan that we have available. 
That sounds great. Um, I want to go back to another component of the high deductible plan, which is the hospital indemnity insurance. And this is also something new this year. Um, How exactly does that plan work? So if you select the high deductible with HSA, then OHSU is going to pay for hospital indemnity coverage on your behalf. If you choose a different medical plan, then you can purchase this coverage on a voluntary basis with post-tax contributions. So a hospital indemnity plan is a supplemental insurance, and this is going to provide coverage for any kind of unexpected hospital admissions. So medical insurance pays for specific medical services after you've paid for your deductibles or co-payments. Hospital indemnity is going to pay out whenever you check into a hospital for an overnight stay that's related to a sickness or an accident. So when you submit a claim under the hospital indemnity plan, the benefits are going to be paid directly to you. This means that you can use this payment however you choose. You can use it to pay for your out-of-pocket costs related to the hospital stay, or you can use it to pay for any kind of life expenses that are associated with you not being at home. So for example, if you have to pay additional childcare or for a pet sitter, or you need to have somebody come into your home to assist you in some capacity, this money will be there to help you out. So it sounds like it's really uh, in a way more flexible than your typical type of insurance. Yes, it is. And what about critical illness then? Is that a similar type of plan? Critical illness is a similar plan. This is also considered a supplemental benefit, and it's also going to be offered through MetLife. So this plan is going to pay out at the initial benefit level if you have a certain diagnosis, and that diagnosis is going to be certain types of cancer, heart attack, stroke, kidney failure, organ transplant. We do have a full list of all the covered diagnosis available on the O2, and I encourage you to go look at that to really understand what diagnoses are covered. Now, we are offering three tiers of coverage. You can have initial benefits of $10,000, $20,000, or $30,000, and you can also choose coverage for yourself or for any tier of family coverage. Now, the premiums for this are going to be age-banded, which means it's very similar to life insurance. Every time you hit a new five-year anniversary, your rates are going to increase. And if you use tobacco, your rates will be slightly higher for this coverage. You mentioned some changes to flexible spending accounts as well. Uh, Can you give us some more detail on those? Yes. So first, we have a new vendor. This year, we are with BHS. Next year, we are going to be with a group called Discovery Benefits. So with the implementation of a high deductible with HSA plan, there's a couple of new spending accounts that we are going to make available to employees. First of all is the health savings account. This is the one that you're going to be putting in after-tax dollars into and that OHSU is going to be contributing to as well. Now, the health savings account can be used for any covered medical, dental, or vision expenses. There's also going to be a limited purpose flexible spending account that is going to be offered alongside of this. The limited purpose flexible spending account has a $2,650 maximum contribution. It does operate similar to the health flexible spending account that you're familiar with right now, meaning that as of January 1st, all of the money is available to you. The difference with a limited purpose account is that it can only be used for dental and vision expenses. So what you tend to see is if somebody is going to maximize both the health savings account contribution and the limited purpose flexible spending account so that they can keep the dollars in their health savings account just for medical expenses.
And that way you maximize that, uh, those funds in the health savings account. Yes. That makes sense. So you would contribute then to both the health savings account and the limited purpose flexible spending account through payroll deduction. Yes, absolutely. And if you sign up for any of the spending accounts with Discovery Benefits, you're just going to receive one card. And the Discovery Benefits system is smart enough to know which account to draw from if you have multiple spending accounts with them. So for example, let's say I do sign up for the high deductible with HSA, I contribute money into that. I also sign up for the limited purpose FSA, I'm contributing to that. And I have a dependent care account. Every place I swipe my card, the system will know where to pull those funds from. Another important change with the FSA this year is that we are moving from a grace period to a $500 rollover. So if you're contributing to the FSA this year and you don't use all of your money by December 31st, you have until March 15th to continue using those funds against your 2018 account. Starting in 2019, if you don't use all of your money but you have $500 left over on December 31st of 2019, $500 will roll into your 2020 account. Now, if you have more than $500 on December 31st of 2019, those funds will be lost. But you can roll over up to 500 from year to year. That is correct. Now, if I participate in 2019, I have $500 at the end of the year, it rolls over into 2020. Do I still need to enroll in a flexible spending account for 2020 again? Yes, you need to make an active election for a flexible spending account every year. I don't think we cover this with the health savings account, but that is an account that goes with you. Is that correct? The money rolls over, it's yours to keep if you should leave OHSU. That is correct. With a flexible spending account, those are use it or lose it. If you don't use your money by a certain time, that money is gone. With a health savings account, this is your money. It is your bank account. So if you were to leave the plan or you were to leave OHSU, you take that bank account and all of the money with you. You don't have to worry about exhausting it by a certain point. Excellent. And Abby, where can people go to get more information about benefits for 2019 and some of these changes? There's a couple of resources available. Of course, you can always go out to the O2 and look for benefits. And we have multiple pages there that are just packed with different information about every plan that we have. You can also go to o2.ohsu.edu backslash open enrollment. And that has all of the information about the 2019 plans, including the rates. Remember, we also have Alex. Those links are available on O2, and he is more than happy to spend 15 minutes or 45 minutes to teach you about the ins and outs of every single one of our plans. And then you can always call us in the benefits office. The phones are always staffed between 8 and 5, and we have multiple representatives who are happy to help. That number is 47617. Excellent. Abby, thank you so much for your time and insight today. Thank you for having me. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Lisa Carter and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. See you next week.